0: Radio M.D., MD RadioMD.com. A daily dose of Melanie means a daily dose of health. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. Well, casually known as PMS breast, you know that if you're somebody that's gone through this t- breast tenderness, swelling, achiness, heaviness, is such an uncomfortable thing. And, and I'm not sure that everybody really, truly understands it. And my guest today is Dr. Lee Shulman. He's a professor of obstetrics and gynecology and chief in the Division of Clinical Genetics in the Department of Obstetrics at Feinberg School of Medicine at Northwestern right here in Evanston, Illinois. Um, Oh, at the University of Chicago. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shulman.
1: Hey, Melanie. Nice to be here. Thank
0: you. Nice to meet you too. Nice to, I'm so glad you're with us. So now, as we talk about PMS breasts and that whole feeling that women have and men don't seem to get it. This is a real thing though, right?
1: You know, I would say, Lord, I hope men don't get it because what causes those painful breasts in women, uh, if it's cause, if that's happening in men, we've all got big troubles.
0: No, but I mean men don't get it when we say <laughs> yeah, how don't. uncomfortable, they don't get it. They don't understand what we're going through when we say, "Jesus Christ, I feel like a cow here."
1: Well and well, you, you know what but let me tell you what the biggest problem is that men don't get a lot of things in in women's physiology, I think is an age you know is an age old issue. Uh, what I think is perhaps one of the greatest limitations to this is, in a sense the the opinion or the feelings of women. Uh, despite all the things that have happened in the last several decades about uh, women having a better understanding of their bodies, and, et cetera, I still hear a lot of incredibly well-educated women say, well, you know, they hurt, they're uncomfortable, I don't feel good, but this is what it is to be a woman. And, you know, the answer to that is no. Uh, it's not, while it is a result of actually very normal physiological function, uh, it's not something that women have to uh, sort of accept, uh, and and to this day, we still have too many women who are going to be accepting of pain and discomfort for absolutely no reason.
0: So, it, okay, so is this just general pain and discomfort from hormones, or is it something fibrocystic? Is it something that's that's going on in our breasts?
1: Well, it's a little bit of both. So, so what what happens is is that it turns out that there are certain things that lead to the development of fibrocystic breasts, and those fibrocystic changes, which is a bit of engorgement of the non-lactating uh, breast ducts, um, is under hormonal control. So you get a little bit of an expansion of those ducts as a result of a non-hormonal process, and when the hormones uh, come and go, uh, as they do with normal menstrual cycle, uh they can expand even more, and it's that expansion and then that retraction that leads to that fullness, that pain, that discomfort.
0: Do we just have to deal with it?
1: Uh, no, you don't. Uh, and <laughs> and they're, they're, you, you really don't. Um, what we have, you know, obviously, most women start off with non steroidal pain relievers, uh, the over the counter brand. Uh, that, that helps for some women. They take it episodically. The breast start to hurt at a particular time in the cycle. Uh, for many women, though, that's not enough. Uh, perhaps uh, they look to a hormonal therapy like oral contraceptives um, that have clearly been shown uh, that the way they prevent pregnancy also prevents that woman from ovulating and therefore keeps those ducts from expanding and retracting. But There's a relatively new intervention that actually has nothing to do with hormones and actually gets to the, if you'll forgive the metaphor, the heart of the matter, which is it, in fact, reduces the ability of those ducts to expand in a fibrocystic manner. And it turns out that a lot of that fibrocystic change is influenced by relatively low levels of iodine.
0: Wow. Okay. So, is this something that can be tested for if we go to our OB-GYN and say Mm -hmm. we'd like to, you know, see how our iodine levels are?
1: No. And actually, it's something that is not amenable to that. The the, the problem, in a very real sense, is that iodine is not really on any of our radar screens. Uh, We get iodine in salt and food. We have plenty of iodine to make our thyroid work well. And that's really what the initial iodine supplementation was geared to, to make sure that, that the thyroid worked well. Uh, turn of the 20th century, lots of people had low thyroid levels, uh, had problems for, for fetuses and children and adults, and that was taken care of with the current thyroid supplements. It turns out, with research that actually began in the late 50s, early 60s, uh, the thyroid, uh, that iodine also has an impact on other organic function. And it turns out, in particular with the breast, that, that iodine in higher levels, not enormously high levels, but higher levels than we need for, for proper thyroid function, uh, keeps those ducts from getting large by increasing cer- cell turnover. It's a rather complicated biological process, but uh, without iodine at those higher levels, the cells don't turn over, turn over properly and they accumulate in those ducts, and it causes at least the fibrocystic changes.
0: Wow. So how are we going to get that type of iodine?
1: Well, you, you go to the store, and it's molecular iodine. Uh, the one uh, that I'm aware of is a, a brand called Violet. It actually has undergone uh, clinical trials that show in you know, a randomized placebo-controlled blinded trial that women who took the Violet had a good reduction a considerable reduction in their pain a significant reduction in their breast pain compared to women who are using placebo
0: is it going to affect a mammogram doctor because you know when we when we think of fibrocystic breasts and you think of you know so if you have dense breasts and in the mammogram and you get the letter and all these things is it going to affect the actual fibrocystic portion of it
1: the, the answer to that right now is we don't know. Uh, what well, we do know, the studies that have been done have looked at pain. Uh, there is, I think, clear promise, not concern, but promise that if the fibrocystic changes are in fact reversed with uh, proper iodine supplementation, that we couldn't get uh, less dense, improved, uh, you know, mammographic visualization. Uh, but that's really for the next study. I think uh, for biological plausibility, that holds out promise. Uh, but nobody should be using iodine with the thought that it's going to make their mammograms better at least not yeah, a well
0: point. yeah or more visualization as or you more say more visualization. yeah so I mean those of us with breasts with dense breasts say that time times fast <laughs> it's is something it's a concern every year you know and it, something it that we think about and if you are also someone who gives yourself self-exams and you have cystic breasts then you feel something and freak out all the time so so I just don't want women to think as you say that this is something that's going to maybe reduce that that Feeling or that need that it's you know for uh, for symptom management more than maybe reducing that density or cysts. Is it th- um, is it an oral medication? And how, I mean, oral you medication, just
1: take it-, it. Yeah, it's a it, it's an, you know it's a mineral supplement over the counter, no prescription. What I've told my patients, and, and my patients have, have for the most part done well, and other physicians have used it. Similar similar findings. Uh, probably going to get benefit, meaning pain reduction takes about three cycles, two to three cycles to start getting a sense of it, but I have about a 75 to 80 percent response rate. And considering that it is a, you know, uh, a mineral supplement, you know, clearly something that we've not seen any impact on thyroid function. Uh, it's something that I encourage women uh, of, all, you know, reproductive age women of all ages who are having breast discomfort, you know, to give this a try. You know, you're taking a vitamin supplement every day. Uh, this just gets added to that.
0: What great information, great advice, Dr. Shulman. I mean, it's something that we women think about, and maybe now there's something that can certainly help with some of those symptoms. And if you missed any of this great information, you can listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com iHeartRadio, iTunes, or the free tune-in radio app. This show is every day at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern, and we learn together. So scroll around, look at the Radio MD website, and learn something with us. Share these shows with your friends if you know someone who suffers from PMS breasts, and they get that tenderness and swelling, and the feeling is just unbelievable. Send them this segment. Let them hear it, send the link, because it's great information, and you know we're giving you this information from some of the country's most credible experts. This is Melanie Cole, thanks so much for listening, and stay well.